If you or a loved one has a hoarding problem, let's work together on a solution. Thank you for stopping by the Hoarding Solution podcast. I'm happy you're here. And thank you for checking out Tuesdays with Tammy. Today, I want to talk about the people that are impacted by the hoarding and specifically the youth living in the hoard and the adult kids of parents that hoard. So often, it feels like we don't matter. And if you grew up in a hoarded home or a chaotic, dysfunctional situation, you can often feel like your needs were shoved aside and that you are not valuable or worthy. This also contributes to the feeling that we aren't valuable and I struggled with that a lot myself, um, thinking that all the items in the hoarded space were more important than any of my needs, like being able to put up a Christmas tree um, without having that be a big problem. And when I say big problem, I mean like there was a lot of drama and a lot of yelling if you tried to move things around to make room for things like holiday decorations. And that's, you know, a frustrating piece when you're a kid and you see other people having holidays and things like that. And it's really frustrating when you're not able to have that same thing as a kid in particular. And I would like to just say that our needs matter our mental wellness matters, our safety matters, and so does our boundaries. And so frequently, I feel like our we're swept under the rug or pushed aside because our, our parents or the people in our lives that hoard have that uh, need to be the priority. And so I want to just talk specifically to the fact that Oftentimes, and I'll speak from the perspective of the adult kid of parents that hoard, that oftentimes we are contacted to help do something about our parents' chosen living, hoarding situation and behaviors. And so frequently, we are contacted to deal with this problem. And it is rare that someone who contacts the adult kid um, asks the adult kid how they're doing. How's their situation um, in, you know, how is that person doing? And so often that is the missing piece um, that is so disturbing as the adult kid. It's almost like, You didn't matter when you lived in the horde, and now you don't matter while you're being talked to about your parents' hoarding situation now. And so it can be very frustrating to to be contacted, but it's almost like there's no regard for whatever you lived through if you grew up in that hoarded space. Um, People 
don't generally seem to ask what actions you may have already taken or attempted. There's just this assumption that you'll do something now. And the, the problem is, is you may have already tried to do something and it was met with resistance or someone saying, I don't have a problem. Don't help me. Don't touch my stuff, which essentially is the same thing that you grow up with. If you grow up in the horde, you know, I don't have a problem. Don't touch my stuff. And depending on where you're at in your personal healing process is going to determine whether or not you a can help or B want to help or C that your boundaries will be respected in the help that you are able to provide. So it's really valuable. I think to take a step back as the adult kid of parents that hoard and look at where you're at in your own life and whether or not you actually have the resources to actually deal with this in some way. And resources can be financial, um, the mental capacity to deal with that trauma again in some way. It could be the bandwidth. I mean, a lot of people are uh, with their significant other, married, have their own children, and they may not have the means to help their parent that hoards. So I believe that there is just this expectation that the kid will just step in and solve the problem. And unless you're familiar with hoarding and you're familiar with some of the mental health challenges that go along with hoarding, um, just in general, things like depression and anxiety, um, you know, those are really difficult things to deal with. So I think it's helpful to, to remember that the person who grew up in that hoarded space also was traumatized, also was socially isolated. Uh, they also did not have friends over. They maybe couldn't cook. There maybe was not a place to do laundry. They may not have had running water. Like there's all these things that come into play if you grew up in some kind of chaotic hoarding situation. And all those experiences shape you and impact who you are. And you, you have to deal with all that. And if you're fortunate enough to separate yourself from the horde or the house or the town or whatever it is, it gives you a better chance, I think, at navigating some of your own healing and dealing with some of your own trauma. I'm not saying it goes away, but I think if you can move away from that, it allows you some personal physical space as well as psychological space to process some of those things. And I think it's important also to recognize if you are asked to intervene in some way that it may not be the healthiest thing for you. And often because of that emotional baggage that we carry and because of any emotional interactions we have may have had previously, it can be really challenging to step into an area that requires us to deal with that hoarding situation again. And I believe that it's all right to say, look, this is what I can offer at this time, which could be you maybe you're not able to do anything 
or maybe you're willing to make a phone call or two or, you know, find an organizer that might help your parents sort through their things or um, have things arranged um, to haul things away for them. But you may not be at a place personally that you're able to physically do the labor or you might live across the country. And there's just a lot of reasons why you may have to decline people's request for you to help. And I think it's really important to recognize that that is an acceptable response that you may not be able to assist and you need to be ready to say, no, I cannot do that. Or this is what I can do and not let that guilt or shame drive you to do something that will cause you to lose your job or your home or, you know, sacrifice relationships with your own new nuclear family. So I just think it's okay to breathe and take a little, a minute and to remember that putting on your own mask first is about self-care and it is about boundaries and it's all right to do that and not feel any sort of guilt or shame about taking care of your own needs, your own safety and ensuring your own boundaries are in place. I encourage people to, to just stop and consider what you can actually do or not do based on your circumstances at that time. And if you are a person or an entity that is struggling with dealing with some of these hoarding situations, I invite you to join us in the Hoarding Solution group. And you can find us at the Hoarding Solution on Instagram and Facebook. And I look forward to connecting with people and helping people navigate the issues of hoarding They're real, they're daunting, and I want you to know you're not alone. Thank you for stopping by the Hoarding Solution podcast, and I wish you a very happy holiday. If you or a loved one has a hoarding problem, let's work together on a solution. 